From Muhlenberg College, this is 2400 Chew. I'm your host, Shakita Griffin. In each episode of this podcast, I talk to one Muhlenberg graduate about their current work and the industry in which that work is done. For this episode, I spoke with Cynthia Silva, class of 2019, associate producer at NBC News Now. As I do with most of these interviews, I began the conversation by asking how and when Cynthia became interested in her occupation. I had done a few internships with social media, and that's kind of how I got into the news field. And then on my senior year, like around April, I realized I had just been doing a lot of passion projects and really enjoyed my filmmaking classes and things like that, that I thought, well, if I like it so much, and it's so early on in my career, I could just try it and give it a go for a year and see where it goes. And then I landed an associate producer job at the Dodo, which makes like animal videos. And that was uh, a whole like, exciting trip. And so afterwards, pretty much from then on, I've either been in news or news and like video. And so when did you first start having internships during your undergrad experience? I start, had my first one in D.C. the summer after freshman year. Okay, so you started nice and early, which is wonderful. Gave you more chances yeah. to explore and try some different things, I'm sure. It was really, really early on, which was good because at the time I thought I wanted to do more nonprofit, like administrative work kind of thing. And I did social media, a social media internship, but I think I realized I was more interested in either like news or entertainment and through just internships and doing that so often that I was able to like find my my focus and what kind of like excited me. Fantastic. And so right now, do you have a typical work day and what does that look like? So my work day is a little untraditional in terms of the work hours. I start from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. So our show is at 8 p.m. And pretty much from 1 p.m. to before then, we're just preparing like nonstop for the show. And then once at nine o'clock, pretty much everything is done. And then we start the next day is completely new. So we just start fresh again. Okay. And so preparing for the show, talk to me about, you know, what does that look like? What are your responsibilities? I pretty much help produce and edit video and like graphic elements for the show. So also... I work on like a bunch of packages for the show. So these longer stories that are like three to eight minutes, sometimes long, and I'm either helping to produce them or edit them, writing scripts, getting like a lot of video content that's out there or just going out on the field to shoot. So we wanted to get people's reactions on periods and just questions that they had. So we went to the 30 Rock Plaza and then just did it for like an hour and a half, just asking people on the street, just like, questions, thoughts, things like that. So it pretty much differs every day. For the most part, I only go into the office every once in a while. It's pretty much producing and editing throughout the day till eight o'clock. And so in terms of those skills that you need, right, obviously you talked about people skills with interviewing people for different segments, but the hard skills for your video editing, what are the technologies that you use, right? And how did you come to learn them? Every day, what I use is Adobe Premiere Avid, which is an editing software, iNews, which is pretty much how there's a show rundown, and that's how we write 
for the show, it's through iNews. So in any news broadcast, that's what they're using. And then every once in a while, like a uh, Photoshop, I pretty much got to know Adobe Premiere through internships and self-teaching myself, pretty much going on YouTube. And what I found pretty early on in like college was that like that kind of stuff, like those softwares, everyone was just telling me just go on YouTube and you'll like learn it super, super quick. So I was able to do that. And anything I ever, with Avid, my company trained me and that's been that's been really helpful. And then with iNews, I learned that on the job for like the first month. It's super complicated, but, and scary because if you messed up, then you mess up the show. My executive producer always says like, whatever is messed up can be fixed, but at the same time, you just don't want to do that. So I learned iNews on the job. Pretty much those three things I use every day. Okay, which is so great to share. I think especially for students or anyone who might be interested in the field, because there are always pieces that you'll learn on the job. Yeah, no, exactly. And they, my job was just like really okay with like knowing that there's out of the three, I only knew one and they're definitely okay with like teaching me and onboarding me. And when I was getting onboarded, I was like taking notes, really trying to absorb as much as possible. And so I was able to pick it up really quickly. And one of my bosses pretty much was like, we've seen how quickly you were able to like pick it up. That's wonderful. We've like taken note that we're proud of you. And so I think as long as you're willing to learn it and try to observe it as much as possible, I think that goes a long way too. And so to date, do you have a favorite segment that you've produced or clip that you've put out there? It was actually one that didn't end up making Eric, but so it's like my little personal one. I think that was the one where I learned how to really shoot on the field. I was in charge of two people like with uh, their cameras on set. So I was like directing the situation and it was like a five hour shoot. And then I was able to edit the entire thing, though it didn't make air. It's probably like one of my proudest things because I was able, it was after working a year and a half and just reporting and not video. So I was like a little rusty. So it was just such a great way to literally jump back in and be like, this is why I wanted to work in video. And I was able to like do really everything in one thing. Like, I guess like my little passion project that didn't make air, but truly was like, made me feel then very comfortable afterwards. Just like, if I could do this, then I could work on anything. Awesome. And so since then, have you had more opportunities to direct and video and produce and go more in that direction? Yeah, I think I'm pretty open with like my bosses about like what my interests are. And they're like very, we do weekly meetings and they ask us what we want to do. So pretty much I've always told them that either I I, like I'm very much trying to figure out whether I want to segment produce, which is really working a lot more in iNews um, and creating stories on like that and like in one day or if I want to video edit. So they give me both opportunities a lot. And because I have such a strong video editing background, we have a video editor. But when that video editor is overworked, I'm the next one in to help him with his assignment so I get to like uh, edit videos and like with the producers whenever they need an extra hand they know very much that I'm like wanting to learn so they'll bring me on set and so I'm like helping with the cameras and interviews and things like that and then with my own projects I get to control the whole situation who I want to bring on and so I get to do that everyone on my team is very supportive and my bosses are very encouraging of that so 
Oh, that's really amazing to hear that you're on a team where they are so supportive and they're encouraging you to really create your own opportunities, it sounds like, and jump in wherever your interests lie. So that's really amazing. They're probably the best team I could ask for. And so this is my first time, like I have a editing background for working for like a social media company, the Dodo. And then I went into reporting for NBC News. And then now I'm in like kind of like a broadcasting kind of career. And it's definitely all super different, but it's been great just having like a very supportive system to like show me the ropes. Like there's a bunch of terminologies when I first got on board, I did not know. So it was just me slacking people, just like, what does this mean? And everyone's been supportive. Yeah. To go back a little bit, you said now you're able to work remotely uh, more often, it sounds like. So how has your job and the industry been affected by the pandemic? Because I've been able to work in the office, I've seen how helpful it's been to collaborate. It's super, especially with like, you've got an 8 p.m. show and everything's got to meet deadline. uh, And you have like, 25 things you're working on at a day and everything has to be in by eight with fixes and errors. It's a lot easier to do that in person just to be like, Hey, like you like this. So I found when I'm not in the office, it just takes a little bit longer, but you kind of have to just cushion for that. I think one pro of it, like my boss has said, she's been in the business for like 20 years and she was like, yeah, it was very surprising that pretty much everything we could do in the office, we could also do on our computers. So it's pretty much like though, I have the option to go in the office. If I never want to go back in the office, I could be able to do it. Like I would be able to do it all on my laptop. Um, and that's also been nice because there are so like a lot of pros just personally to like working at my computer, especially in like living in New York City. Like the hour commute is not ideal. Yeah. And so that's two hours just gained back and then more home meals. But for the most part, working in the office has its pros and cons, but kind of evens out. With your role, what would you say are the most challenging and rewarding aspects of your job? I'd say the challenging part is that the room for error is extraordinarily low. I think maybe you could have one error every three months. Some mistakes will happen, but at the same time, as long the rule is that as long as it didn't make error, then you're fine. Like if you caught it, that's great and everything like that. But that's the challenge. You have to learn really quickly how to do all the responsibilities in a really small amount of time and be really good with being under pressure with that deadline. That no matter what, whatever was assigned to you must be done and must make air. And you cannot get it wrong once it's on air because then that is not great. So I'd say like since I've started this job in September, I've maybe made like four errors worth like noting that like eventually can get fixed in our replays. But the concept is that do not do errors and minimize them at all costs. So I guess that's the challenging part because it could be kind of stressful. But I think day to day, I don't really think about it too much. It's just more like um, just got to be mindful of what I put out there. I always double check with like producers on text, especially if. They're kind of in a hurry. I just be like double checking just this. When in doubt, just double check. Over communication is not bad at all in this industry. And I'd rather personally, and just I think in our team as general, we'd rather over communicate than ever get something bad on air. And so how do you personally handle that pressure that you're talking about? You know, how do you take care of yourself and make sure that 
It doesn't stress you out. Pretty much, I guess, maybe it was more out of my uh, control, but I think with the onboarding, people were pretty lenient with me, like getting uh, the hang of things. And I think what I could do now, I wouldn't be able to do like that much work and that much pressure in December. And so I think just kind of being transparent when I got onboarded what I could handle. I was telling my bosses what I couldn't, couldn't handle. And as time has gone by, like, and I've been fully onboarded, um, I get like more responsibilities, but I think just having that gradualness and being like, and communicating with my boss, like what I couldn't handle. And even to this day, sometimes I get over assigned and I flag to like my boss. I'm like, Hey, is it possible that my coworker could grab this because I think I'm overwhelmed. Just like knowing like what I can't and can't handle is also really good. Just like in terms of boundaries and just like knowing my limitations, because again, whatever you get assigned, you have to do. So if I'm getting assigned to like a bunch of blocks in the open and I have to write something or like, or produce something like I know at this point what I can, cannot do. And maybe in two months that'll be more or less or, and I know, especially I think in this industry, in news, it's really big, putting 150% effort. And that is great, but not always sustainable. So I think something of just like, I can do 100%. And this is what you can get on the longer term is something I guess, good to keep in mind, just boundaries and things like that. Yeah, and communicating that. So very important. To that other side of the original question, what's the most rewarding aspect of your job? The reason why I got into news overall, and what actually even interested me in nonprofits when I started my like internships was just wanting to make an impact to the, the general public. And I felt for me, what I learned in one of my first courses in news at Muhlenberg was that I wanted to do that in terms of informing the public. So being able to see like the other day, we were able to get 4 million viewers for our show. And that's great i think what makes it really rewarding is that i'm working on a team that is really passionate about making like really good journalism and it's not just like clickbaity and things like that it's very just in depth and really investigating things that might not even like appeal to like the 12 p.m show or like the, the morning show which is very much like news day of kind of thing so i think the fact that i'm able to inform the public, but also work with like a team that I know is doing their very best to do that job. And also like that we're able to just do topics that normally aren't always covered, like periods and things like that. Or the one I worked on last two weeks ago was the HIV epidemic and like the history of medicine and kind of where that's at. And like, that was eight minutes. And like, I know like nightly, the max they really do ever is like four and a half minutes. So to be able to do an eight minute package and story was phenomenal and such an experience. That's incredibly fulfilling and rewarding. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, you really sounds like you are in such an ideal scenario, working, doing something you love with a team that you enjoy. And that's really phenomenal that you found that fit for yourself. Thank you. No, it feels it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so how would you say Muhlenberg influenced your career path? What were your biggest takeaways from your time at the Berg? In terms of like the technical aspects, I did take several like filmmaking classes and that taught me like the basics of like how to use a DSR camera and 
I did learn how to use like Final Cut Pro, which then I would end up using for like my passion projects at Muhlenberg, to which then I added to my portfolio when I decided to start applying to anything that was video related. So I think that's helped. I think one of the biggest things, the news writing course, I took it and I think it was just like an elective, honestly, seemed interesting, just was taking it as a requirement. And it was so fascinating to me. And I believe the professor's name is Professor Erdman. And we still keep in contact, but he even knows how influential his class was to me. I was always like asking him questions, asking how I could approach a topic in a different way. And this was like starting in the first like month, like I was like so interested in like journalism and I had never had any journalism background. So I think that course I've told him and many others literally like shaped my entire career and like going into news so I'd say that. <laughs> yeah. big. I mean, that's major. That's, again, exactly what we want students to have out of their experience, right, is to have those touch points, try things out, you know, and, and help it shape their ultimate career path and, and what they pursue. So that's really great to hear that you found that alignment so early on. That's why I just love the fact of like having electives because of you're able to like, oh, I'm interested in this class. Let me just try it. And in the case for me, like that interest ended up shaping like my whole career. So it was great. <laughs> awesome. And so what advice or guidance would you give to someone who's interested in doing what you do? So my sister just graduated this year and I've been giving her this advice, I'd say, for the longest time when she first started, but pretty much just getting as much experience as possible and really anything that interests you. At least what happened with me was that I was doing all these things for fun, whether it was like I was working on like social media accounts for like clubs and things like that. And or like um, I was helping with design a lot of posters for other clubs. But then by going towards those interests, I was able to realize that I like social media. And then I also like design. And I when I would do like these fun video assignments, really just passion projects. I was like, oh, wait, I actually really like doing this and like finding the music and like different shots. And at the time, I wasn't taking really any courses, maybe just like electives, but I was just kind of just following whatever was I was passionate about. And then that ended up helping me at the end when college was done. And I had I ended up actually having like a good amount of stuff in my portfolio just because I had been doing so many random little things that I thought were just like these projects, but ended up being helpful for when I was like, all right, like I really do want to kind of do a year of just going into video editing or producing. And I want to kind of see where it takes me. If it doesn't take me anywhere, at least I have these internships in social media that I kind of fall back on. But it did. And I was able to, during the interview, just talk about the stuff I'd been working at in college and these things that are interesting to me. So I guess like my biggest rule is that just get a lot of experience in what does interest you because then you can use that and reference that and if anything you had fun doing exactly what was interesting to begin with this episode of 2400 chew was produced by the office of alumni affairs at muhlenberg college it was recorded remotely and engineered in the studios of wmuh allentown pennsylvania our opening and closing music from Cowboy Bebop is performed by the Muhlenberg College Jazz Big Band.